We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers for NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. No Chris Biederman today. Chris is on assignment at the 49ers facility. He is covering practice, covering press conferences, doing all the things a beat writer typically does. Recorded this Wednesday afternoon with Kevin Clark of The Ringer. You can hear him on the Ringer NFL show. He is a senior NFL writer for the site, and you can also see him on Slow News Day, which I contend is the very best thing on the internet. Really good chat with Kevin talking about whether quarterbacks matter <laughs> and how the 49ers, despite the fact that they regularly have the worst quarterback in their games, have managed to build a team that can win consistently. We talk a little bit about Trey Lance, and we look ahead to the NFC Championship game. Kevin also drops some advice on being a wife guy which is something that he is well known for being really, really fun conversation here. Let's get into it. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. All right, Kevin Clark's here from The Ringer, Ringer NFL show. He's a writer there, also the host of Slow News Day. And I saw you had Rob Gronkowski on. What was that experience like? It was good. I think he was a little bit low energy, maybe because of the loss. And that actually ended up helping. Um, there was someone who's covered the team, who covered the Patriots, sent me a DM saying they'd never seen contemplative Gronk before. Um, so it was, uh, it was a different Gronk, but he's really good. I mean, he's really smart and he understands football really well and and i i i enjoyed it he's he's a good he's a good guy that's what i saw there's that video of travis kelsey going around of him like telling tyreek hill okay if you do this and that's on that last drive against the bills with 13 seconds left and he's kind of orchestrating the drive and i saw multiple people like could gronk do this it's like yeah probably probably. um let's let's talk about the 49ers um are the 49ers proving that quarterbacks don't matter <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I go back and forth on this depending on the year. Right. So okay. I wrote a story in, I want to get this right. 2017 that, so the final four that year was case Keenum, Nick Foles, Blake Bortles, 
Tom Brady. Right. Okay. And I remember writing a story where I was like, do not read into this. This is, I mean, by the way, what happened in 2017? Well, Mahomes was seven months away from starting, um, eight, eight months away from starting. Um, Deshaun Watson had just been drafted. Uh, we didn't have, I mean, the, obviously there was the influx of incredible quarterbacks. Joe Burrow was two years away. Like it, we, we just got caught in a weird era. Uh, mm-hmm. Rogers still had Mike McCarthy. He was banged up at some point that era. You always, like that's the shortcut. Having a quarterback is the shortcut. You can win, but everything else has to go perfectly. Someone was asking me yesterday about Tua. And I was saying, you can win with Tua. The problem is that the Dolphins have shown no evidence that they can build everything else perfectly. Well, the Niners kind of have. And it's strange because D'Amico Ryans is almost a quarterback-like value in the sense that he makes up for a talent deficiency. There are three absolute studs on that defense. And then there's Josh Norman, right? Like, like there's, <laughs> there's guys who I, – I, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I like Josh as a person. He's a good person. Um, but – if Josh Norman is, if you had told me before the season that Josh Norman would be starting uh, or getting snaps on, I mean, I'd look at the depth chart. He was also the starting quarterback on our lives, getting snaps, obviously. Um, if you told me he was going to be starting on a Final Four team, I'd be like, what the hell after this season? It's D'Amico Ryan's winning with scheme, understanding what his front seven is capable of, maximizing Bosa, Armstead, and Warner, which is what you have to do, and going from there. Um, is Kyle Shanahan proving the quarterbacks don't matter? No, he's proving something that we already knew, which is that if you don't have the shortcut, which is an elite quarterback, which the other three teams do have, mm-hmm. then, I mean, Stafford is sometimes not elite. I know that. We can get to that. But then there's another way. It's the long way. It's like when you put in on Apple Maps and it says you can go two miles with this, you know, right here, or you can go no tolls. You're putting no tolls in, right? You're putting, you're, you're taking the 40 right, mile totally. route. Because you don't have a quarterback, <laughs> but you can still get there. You just got to do it. And Kyle Shanahan has shown that he can he can get there the long way. I guess is the point. Well, let's stick on the defense then, because I did want to bring that up. There's this. There's this. I don't know if it's a debate or a discussion or what about how to build a defense. Like I think the analytics community kind of says you get guys in coverage, you get really good coverage players, and then figure the pass rush out. Yeah, the 49ers have done the opposite of that. And that's really spearheaded two runs to the NFC championship and maybe two runs to the Super Bowl. Is there like a tried and true formula there? Or is it when you have Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead, you roll with that? There's no tried and true formula of defense to 2021. It doesn't exist. It does not exist. <laughs> and part of it, you know, it's interesting because part of it is pass rush first. Like just, just get pressure on the quarterback and see what happens. Um we're going to see that, obviously, with Cincinnati I and mean, Joe Burrow got hit nine times. I love Joe Burrow. I'm as big a Joe Burrow fan as there is probably a media at the NFL level. The college media loves him far more than I do, but I love Joe Burrow. But he got hit nine times. He got sacked nine times. He got hit right. more than that last weekend. And Stephen Ruiz, who comes on our podcast, um, he said, how do you not see Andrew Luck when you see that? And he loves – it's funny because I, after he said that, I was listening to some of the things this week about kind of what – what Burrow is built like. And they're like, oh man, he loves contact. He loves this stuff. He's ready to take those hits. The same stuff that was said about Andrew Luck. It's the same stuff. If you get pressure on the quarterback, you will wreck the game and you will get in the quarterback's head and you will hurt them. That's that's it. So 
getting pressure on the quarterback is the number one thing. Sorry to go on a burrow tangent. Sorry to go on an AFC tangent there. No, it's then okay. The second thing, the second thing, Kyle, is like red zone defense, bend but don't break, is really the only type of defense you can play anymore. Dominic Fox was on my podcast in September, and, he, and we were. I asked, I said, can defenses ever catch up? And he said, no, no, defenses are never going to catch up. What defenses can do is turn touchdowns into field goals. Because Mahomes is getting – Mahomes, Stafford with, with OBJ and Cooper Cup, they're getting to the 30, okay? Just don't let them get the, the last 30 yards. Make a stop at the 15. Make a stop at the 17. Do something. Now, that's being hurt by the aggressiveness on fourth down but because teams are converting. But that's what defense is. So I don't even – dude, I don't think it's a personnel thing. If I was a GM, I would just draft best player available. I don't have a philosophy <coughs> – excuse me. I don't have a philosophy necessarily. I would just get as many studs as you can, obviously, and get a coordinator. But game plan around knowing your limitations and trying to hone in on, on the red zone defense. You're not going to contain McVay, Stafford, those skill guys, but you can you know, keep them under 30 points. That's kind of been kind of the whole discussion out here in, in the Bay Area mm-hmm. is, you know, the Niners traded mortgage their future for Trey Lance because ultimately what yeah. it all comes back to is your quarterback. Like if the 49ers had any of the other three quarterbacks left in the playoffs, they would be by far the favorite to win it. And I think that's kind of what everything comes back yeah. to in the NFL now is like you just need to have the best quarterback and you're always going to have a shot. Take the ceiling off the offense and you always win. You know, that, that was the thing. I was just, someone just asked me about this, about the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to score an insane amount of points. And mm-hmm. good luck hanging with the Chiefs. I, again, I'm a huge fan of Joe Burrow. But this is almost, I made the analogy, it's almost like going against Tiger Woods on a Sunday. You don't know what you're up for when you're going against the Chiefs. Josh Allen knew because he played them last year. And Josh Allen was ready for it. I don't think Joe Burrow is ready for it. The modern, modern football, Jim Irsay the other day, was on a, so did some weird video. And basically said, you need to score 30 points a game now in the NFL. And that's the way it's trending. And again, the 49ers can get there. It's just hard. Debo has to play perfectly. George Kittle has to do all the yards after the catch. The line has to hold up. All of those things have happened. But it's so much easier. You know, one of the things that I forget who said it. It was a PFF columnist. And before the season, they said, Trey Lance is not a scheme fit. He's a scheme expansion. And that's why I got so excited about that because like we know what what Kyle Shanahan can do but what happens if he has a quarterback who can do anything not just the passes I mean I don't I don't mean to be offensive here to Jimmy Garoppolo I like Jimmy Garoppolo but you can find a quarterback who can make Jimmy Garoppolo's throws in a lot of different places what if you have somebody who's also can make plays with his legs um what if he can you know I make better decisions whatever it is whatever it is I felt that it would be easy to get Lance up to speed to fill that void in 2021. I was wrong. Um, and I have huge respect for what Jimmy Grappolo has been able to do. If Trey Lance can just get there and just be a more, a more athletic version of even Jimmy Grappolo, then yeah, it's, it's still a little pricey for that, but I understand why you make the move. You know, Breer had reported around the time they made the pick, they didn't have anybody in mind. They just wanted control over the process. It's a lot of picks for control over the process, but I understand the rationale. So all that being said about Jimmy Garoppolo, knowing now that the 49ers are in the NFC championship game, did they make the right decision to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo for this year? 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, you can't, you can't say, I, I can't play the what if game. They couldn't be better um, than where they are right now. Um, hmm. If they get blown out on Sunday, we can have that discussion. I don't think they will be. I think the Rams win pretty close, but yeah, they, they made the right decision. And also I just trust Kyle Shanahan. I know that there was this meme going around mid season. He didn't understand personality. wasn't a good people manager, whatever it is. Turns out they were just playing badly for like a month. It happens. You know, I mean, like that was one of the things when um, we had a, a Chiefs guest on in the middle of the season, and they said that uh, when Mahomes is going through a slump, that Andy Reid had asked the analytics team, like, what what is the deal with this slump? And they said, well, Patrick Mahomes had had the longest streak without a four game slump in the history of, of football. Right? This was just a natural regression. <laughs> and so it's funny to me when we had that Kyle Shanahan. Oh, is Kyle Shanahan not a good coach? Should he be fired? What's what's that? Remember that whole thing? Oh, uh, someone, someone before the season say, Matt Nagy must be wondering why Kyle Shanahan has better PR than him. Like it was insanity. It's so wild. And it was, it was so wild because of the injury stuff. But then the mid season, they just got in a little bit of a rut. They lost some games they shouldn't have. And the reason I tell them a home story is just like, sometimes people have bad months. Sometimes people have a bad three weeks. It's fine. Like you have to play the percentages and understand that these guys are building something. They are really, you have to trust them. They know how to build a culture. They know how to build a roster. Like Kyle Shanahan is in rarefied air right now. Um, you know, it was interesting. I, I wrote a column on Sean Payton today, and I was wondering if Sean Payton called all 32 teams and said, I want to coach your team. Patriots say no. Chiefs say no. Think the Rams say no. And the one I had the hardest time with was the Niners. And I think Kyle Shanahan probably is able to, to fend off a, uh, a Sean Payton inquiry. I think that's, that's right now he would win that, that battle, but I think everybody below him would lose. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think that's probably right. I think. I'm not 100% sure, but just like you said, like the culture they've built there, I feel like most teams, if you're falling to three and five and your fourth loss in five games is to Colt McCoy at home, right. 
by a lot. I, I think a lot of teams at that point probably punt figuratively. Uh, I, I agree. Well, if Sean Payton can just wait until Kyle Shanahan has a, has this another, has a bad, another bad loss, <laughs> just get right in there. Just try and call if they get blown out this weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think the Niners get for Jimmy Garoppolo in the trade market? And I'm not expecting you to have like some like crazy insight. And if you do cool, uh, if not like, this answer is just all over the place, depending on who you ask. And I'm just interested in your thoughts. Okay. So the contract is through next year. Uh-huh. Cap hit of 26.9. Yes. I think you're looking at a third round pick. That sounds Is bad. that crazy? No, I what, think that's... What answers that's, have you got for one uh, year of an expensive quarterback who can do his job? That's the most. That's the most kind of common answer like a third that, you know, can become a second if he makes the playoffs or, you know, some kind of conditional pick like that. But we've had, we've had some discussions out here with writers in the, in the press box at Levi's that listen to the podcast who say, well, Jimmy Garoppolo can, they'll, they'll get a one for him. Look at all the teams that are yeah. going to need quarterbacks. Um, you look at a draft class. It's not so Car- Car- Carson Wentz has shown more on tape than Jimmy Garoppolo has, and he was right. a conditional one. Right. So maybe a conditional two if they get lucky. Yeah, that's kind of that that's my thought too. And that's Chris. Uh he's in he's in kind of that same boat. Like even if even if ever like 12 teams, let's say, need quarterbacks this offseason, if a team's gonna use a first round pick, they're gonna gamble on a on a guy on a rookie contract. And except like the yeah. Steelers, maybe, but the Steelers aren't a team that are going to give up a one for Garoppolo. We had Ryan Chazier on our pod a couple weeks ago, and I said, "What? What are the great. Steelers going to do?" And he said, "There's what there's what they should do, and then there's the Steelers thing to do." And you know what that means? And that means Mason Rudolph. That means maybe some competition, but not necessarily going out and trading a, a, a pick, especially in the first four rounds for a a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not really. How they operate, I could be surprised. There could be a new GM in there after the draft. I don't know. There's a lot of smoke about that, but I'd be surprised if they if they went out for a Jimmy Garoppolo type. You said the Rams. You think the Rams win? You said that on the Sunday podcast on the Ringer NFL show. You said it just now. Why do you think that? Despite the 49ers having won the last six. First of all, that can't that can't continue forever. We had Shio Kapadia on the today. <laughs> we had, had Shio Kapadia, and I said, "What? Why is why does Shanahan own McVay?" And he was like, "His answer was actually randomness, and it was so disappointing." I wanted <laughs> I wanted some I wanted some just just in their head thing. I mean, you see the stats about the NFC West. Everybody owns everybody else except mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury, I guess, who's just sort of outside this this whole thing. There's a guy who needs to worry about Sean Payton calling his owner, um, but the. Uh, <laughs> The, the the Rams have more talent. And I know this sounds reductive. They have a better quarterback. One through 53. They just have more great players. Um, they have, I would say, you know, we talk about the, the Niners defense. I believe in blue chip talent. And I just believe in not having any holes. Okay. Sure. And I I, I just think that, both of these teams maybe have the same amount of, of holes. They don't really have, have any. And if they do, they're, they're kind of minor. Yeah, yeah. We talked about the, the eight guys on defense who are probably near replacement level. Um, the Rams have some of those guys too. The difference is you start stacking up the Rams elite, elite talent, and it's just more. 
The Niners have Trent Williams. The Niners have Debo Samuel. The Niners have George Kittle. Um, we mentioned the three guys on defense. Um, and but the the Rams have have that. Plus they've got you know, guys like Leonard Floyd who are B plus players. Um, guys, yeah, it just it. I start stacking up who I think uh, determines this game, and the Rams have more playmakers. Vaughn Miller, who obviously they went all in on um, for second and third round picks, probably an overpay. He had a twenty five percent pressure rate on Sunday. <laughs> That sounds made up. Come on, man. That sounds like, fake. He's not even one of their best players. He's not even one of the best players. Tom Brady, had, and obviously they had offensive line injuries and the Niners line is better, but the, Tom Brady had his worst pressure rate, I think, of the season um, mm-hmm. on Sunday. The, the Rams just kept coming. Jalen Ramsey had that one misstep against Mike Evans, but Jalen Ramsey's really good. Um, Darius Williams. I mean, I just, I look around at this Rams roster and I say, the, oh, if you play this, this, this game 10 times, the Rams should win seven of them and and sure. that's just sort of how i view it tell i i care i think i think shanahan and mcveigh are very very similar in coaching i think they're a wash and then i just look at the rosters and i go okay because the rams i don't i don't i know shanahan has this winning streak but i just i'm not i i, I i'm not I'm reading too much into that I love the idea of the the 49ers just kind of like oh the rams are due to win like the rams are just going to go in and be like, hey, we don't need a game plan. We're due to win yeah. one. We're not going to lose seven. We're due to win. Regression, <laughs> Let's go, baby. boys. Regression throw your helmets on the field. Regression <laughs> um, to the main, baby. How, just a, just a couple, and then we'll get a couple more, and we'll get you out of here. How has living in New York affected your golf game during the winter? Well, I'm in Florida right now, so that's that's all you need to know, brother. It's a huge plus. I, shot, I, I was in the low 80s yesterday. My putting is just awful because I went mm. five months without playing. Um, and I, I have no interest in getting better at putting or short game. I, I don't know if totally. I'm playing this to you, but uh, there's no reason to score well. I'm not trying to qualify for the U.S. Open here. Just trying to look cool when I play. Sure. Um, so I, I hit the crap out of the ball when I drive it, and then my irons are are, are shooting. And then everything falls apart and nobody notices. <laughs> yeah, as long as you hit it long off the tee, I don't think anyone really cares. It's just like, man, that's a hell of a tee shot. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah, I'm getting to do one better. If you if you're just good on the first tee, no one even notices what you do on the seventeenth to seventeen other holes. That's a great point. Yeah. I need to start I need to start working on my first hole game. Because I'm yeah. worried about I'm worried about the middle the middle holes. That's usually like yeah. eight, nine, ten is really where I try and focus my energy. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody spent <laughs> the one thing I've noticed as I go on in golf is I used to have this uh I forget what the phenomenon is called. I learned about it in college about how like you think everybody's watching you and no one really is. And like the one thing I've That's noticed great point. more golf is like, I just don't care when somebody's struggling. And so if I'm struggling, I realize that the other person doesn't care either. They're just worried about their own shot. Right. Um, so. I have heard you referred to as a wife guy by multiple people on various ringer yeah. platforms. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting married. And in I'm, a month. Ringer. I'm getting married in a month and a half. Uh, tips for being a wife guy. Um, I would, uh, so with my wife in particular, I'm very, um, I'm very cognizant of not overdoing it, only picking four or five things per year that are important, but then driving those things into the ground, right? Like, so my wife is a journalist and when she writes a great story, 
like I'm all about, I'm going to tweet it 20 times. I'm going to email family members. I'm going to just like put it on Instagram, all that stuff. But you got to pick your spots on that. You got to pick your spots. Otherwise people are just going to mute you. So that's, that's it. Make sure there's a bar and then they clear it and then be as annoying as possible. That's really, really awesome advice. We had, so I do a show called Debatable with, um, at ESPN and I was on with Mina and Pablo and, um, and, and Mina on the show at the beginning of the show and said, what if you, you're your own wife guy? And I said, I think that's just called narcissism, right? Like you have to launder the narcissism through somebody else. <laughs> so that's, that's sort of, Perfect. that's sort of what it is. Right. Uh, my wife is like incredibly humble. And so you have to be, you have to be their own, their PR person. That's, sure. that's the way, that's the way I view it. I've talked about this many times. I can't believe how often I've talked about it on podcast. But people just see the tweets and they want to know how I approach it. And that's how. Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, like football takes are football takes, but wife takes are life takes. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much for stopping by, man. I know you're uh, I know you're a busy guy, so really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Kyle. See ya. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, the, the back... This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.